Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. I'm your host, Harriet Cole. So very happy and honored to be with you today. Thank you for joining me on the beginning of this new week that we can step into, leap into, be ready to participate in fully. I hope that that's how you're feeling as you begin this week. And also as we look toward the end of the year, we are there. We are at the end. We, we have a few weeks to go before the beginning of a new year. And at this time, people are often extremely busy, very thoughtful, uh, often a bit stretched and sometimes tired. Also, sometimes a little under the weather. I have been a little under the weather. I don't know about uh, you guys, but this is a busy time. A lot of movement and with a lot of movement, a tremendous amount of energy. And the energy ranges. I mean, it's not one way that we feel. There's so many different things that we experience just anyway. But somehow this time of year stirs up more. Or so it feels to me. And I wonder if that's true for you too. I think about when I was growing up in Baltimore with my family, this time of year was busy with all kinds of activity. My mother was secretly shopping for the holiday gifts for my sisters and me, my parents going to fabulous black tie events and us watching them get dressed to get ready to go. And then later we would go with them. Um, neighbors coming by to visit and swap stories about whatever was going on in their lives. Energy, lots and lots of energy. So if you too are feeling a lot of energy right now, the question is, what is that energy that you're feeling? And how is it affecting you? How is it impacting your day? I've been talking to a lot of people recently who are stressed that there's a lot going on and it's not necessarily that easy to deal with. Um, I talked to my daughter yesterday. This is her first semester in college and the work is piling up and she's been on top of it, but she said even being on top of it, there's a lot of stress about getting things done, getting things done well, making sure that she can do her best even at a time when the feeling of being stretched is so significant. I've talked to other people who, you know, this is the end of the year, time for uh, that talk about performance review at work and how well am I doing? What am I going to receive for the bounty of work that I have done over the past year. Is my company going to survive for people who work freelance? Is there a contract that is going to replace the one that's ending in the next few weeks? All of these questions, all these questions that stir us up and often make us worried and not comfortable in our skin. Does that sound like anything that might be happening for you. 
I've talked to so many people. I know it's happening for some of us. Somewhere in there, there's a bit of angst. There's a bit of worry and tremendous desire to change things, for things to be different from how they are. If only I had this. If only I could do that. If only this person weren't getting on my nerves. If only I weren't as agitated as I'm feeling right this minute. If only, then I would be okay. Have you ever had those thoughts? If you tell the truth, I want to say you probably have. I've had those thoughts in the past few days. If only, whatever, fill in the blank, things, something would be better and it would create more peace in my world. We have those thoughts, the if only thoughts, the what if, it, t- something that takes us out of the moment we're in and projects us either into the future or into the past. If only things were the way they used to be. If only it was like last year or pre-COVID, you know, three years ago. If only, then what? So today, I want us to flip the coin, so to speak, and sit back and be still and be calm and consider practicing, embracing acceptance What would happen to your life right now if you decided to accept your life the way it is? Not resign to anything, but just open your eyes, see your life for what it is. Look at each aspect of your life and really see it, really recognize it, really accept this is where I am. If you accept your life the way it is, it's in that moment that you can make choices about, well, if I want to change something, how will I change it? What will I do? If I'm not fully satisfied with whatever the circumstances are around this particular aspect of my life, then I look at that aspect and decide, hmm, let me evaluate it. What's happening that is good, what's happening that's not so good, what's happening that needs immediate change, what's happening that needs a plan, and then make the plan and execute it. Acceptance is different from resignation. Resignation is, oh, oh, you know, like you you let out a sigh and then uh, it's almost like you can't take another deep breath in. I just have to resign myself to whatever misery I may be feeling or discomfort or whatever it may be because I can't do anything about it. Resignation is giving up. Resignation is I'm done. There's no more steps for me to take to improve, to tweak, to change, to grow. I'm done. You know, when you resign from a job, you walk away. I'm done. Now, there are times when if you resign from something and pivot and walk away, that's actually resignation and then choice to do something else. But there's a resignation that can eat us, eat at us from the inside out when something may not be going the way we want it to go. And we feel like there's nothing we can do. We 
to resign ourselves to believing, well, that's it. And then we're stuck. That being stuck in the quicksand of your choices is extremely difficult to live through. And I want to say unnecessary. You don't have to resign. You can accept that things are the way they are and make a plan for what you're going to do next. You see the difference? Resignation is giving up. Acceptance is seeing the truth, seeing clearly, recognizing what is in front of you, and then making choices based upon what is in front of you, as opposed to wishing and hoping and imagining that it could be different without doing anything. Some people do not accept what's in front of them and make up like a fairy tale. Well, this is what my life really is. And live in their minds in the fairy tale of the life that they want to have when indeed that's not what they have. And so that's not helpful either. It's how can you be fully present, open your eyes and see what's happening, accept that whatever is happening is real, and then make decisions and choices that help to take you where you want to be. It's active. Embracing acceptance is an action. It's an action that helps you to be empowered. May not feel like that, but it really is. Because you are recognizing, this is what my life is. Okay. This is how my life is. This is what's going on right now. And here are the things that I can do that I need to do in order to reach whatever goal I've set for myself if where I am is not exactly where I want to be. And being human beings, we almost always want to improve our lot in life, to, to tweak what it is that we're doing to make it just that much better, that much more comfortable, that much more abundant that much more connected, you know, whatever it is that you are feeling that you want. So I, I found a bunch of quotes, but let me tell you the quote that I particularly like because it, it combines an understanding of gratitude with acceptance. And as those of you who have been with me on this Dream Leapers Inspiration journey know, I talk about gratitude a lot because it works. I think my mother talks about it a lot. Her mother lived it every day. And I've just watched it soften so many hearts. So here's the quote. Gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos to order, confusion to clarity. It can turn a meal into a feast, a house into a home, a stranger into a friend. And that's from Melody Beattie. Let me read it to you again and then we'll break it down. Gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos to order confusion to clarity. 
It can turn a meal into a feast, a house into a home, a stranger into a friend. Isn't that beautiful? So this is linking gratitude, gratitude being the most important part of this quote, unlocking acceptance. So the first sentence says, gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. I want you to think about that. I've told you before, my mother says, count your blessings. And when you're not feeling good about whatever it is that is going on in your life and you literally count your blessings, I'm saying literally, meaning write it down. And I start often with, I woke up today. I got out of bed. I stretched. You know, I, I experienced the power and grace and gift of waking up. Today, I got ready so I could be with you. Uh, and the list goes on and on. And when I make the list, I talk about the basics of life, family, whatever projects I'm working on, gratitude for those, gratitude for the lessons that I'm learning, sometimes that are really challenging, gratitude for the moments that I've had that I have paid attention to and can process into something that will help me in the next moment. So for example, yesterday, I saw one of my neighbors who I haven't seen in a long time, a lovely woman who has two children, one who's just a little bit ahead of my daughter. So we often talk about college and how the kids are managing and, you know, just the challenges of life, the challenges and potentials of life. And when I saw her, she was flustered because of whatever's going on for her. And we talked just for a moment. We often have these just moments of connection. And later she wrote to me saying she was sorry that she'd been not in the most positive of moods, but she's going through stuff. We are all going through stuff, right? So I reminded her of counting your blessings, which is my mother's mantra, count your blessings. And what I appreciated and why, why I'm mentioning this now is you never know with those moments that, I mean, a minute, it was probably 90 seconds, so short that we were connected to each other. And it was honest. It was real. It was no pretense and ultimately uplifting. Isn't that what you want? It, you, you want to be able to let your guard down. And you have to choose when you let your guard down. When you let your guard down in the company of someone who is going to honor you and uplift you, especially if you are feeling fragile. If you're able to do that, then something uplifting can happen. Now, we probably have all made this mistake. I definitely have. When I've had tender moments and I talked about it with someone who wasn't compassionate, who wasn't paying attention, who wasn't listening, then bad things happen. 
my feelings got hurt. Pardon me. My feelings got hurt. I was, um, I did not walk away feeling supported, honored, seen. I felt slapped or shaken, something more like that. And I have learned over time because that has happened enough times for me to say, wait a minute, wait a minute. I have to accept something about myself. If I want to engage with others, especially during tender moments, I have to choose who that's going to be. It can't just be whoever I see, whoever I regularly talk to, whoever's part of a rhythm that I've created in my life. And by the way, when because this is something that I fixed a few years ago, I used to talk to somebody regularly, just it became a practice. And she is uh, sharp. Her way of communicating is very, very sharp. And so typically, routinely, she would hurt my feelings. And I'd be like, well, why are you talking to me like that? And I realized it was my fault. I know how she is. And so I had to accept that I know this. And therefore, I don't talk to her about what's going on with me during these tender moments because she doesn't know how to be with me and support me in ways that help me. So it's on me to talk to the folks who can when I need them. And it doesn't mean I didn't uh, nix this person from my life. I just don't call on her during tender moments. So in this case, this lovely woman from my building, um, and I often, it, it's, it's almost, it's grace in action. It's not that we decide consciously, I'm going to reach out to you during these moments. It is somehow we happen to be in each other's company, passing and having a moment to pause and connect when we, it, it's beneficial for us to engage in an uplifting moment. You know, uh, there was, the, in, in my meditation community, we talk about the light of God's love and that the God ignites the light within us. That's the connection to God, that, that the part of us that is one with God. And so when you are living your life and your light is bright, you are meaning you're really connected to divinity because your light is bright. You are seeing sharply. You're having ordered steps. You're living in grace and dignity and strength. When you connect with others who may have a dimmer light at that moment, your light can help brighten theirs because we learn that the light of God that lives in all of us can, we can help to reignite the light in others by engaging in that light ourselves. I love that. I spent a lot of time contemplating what that means and how the choices that we make can help to keep our light bright and also really the challenge of if we don't make choices that support the light, that it can diminish and it can extinguish. And I wonder if you've ever felt that. Have you ever felt that your light was extinguished? 
I've talked to many people who have, when, when they tell the truth, the unvarnished truth, there are times when they don't feel any light, when they are stuck, when they can't do anything, go anywhere, open up their brains to see clear to the next steps that they need to take. One of my good friends who's passed away now used to, she called it take to my bed. When she was feeling down, she completely succumbed to it, got into bed and went to sleep and would often sleep for like 15 hours. And I was like, mm. I get sleeping because we know that sleeping is good for you. It heals your body. But anything to an extreme isn't good. And she did it to an extreme. And in fact, I believe this. I think that she ended up getting sick and passing on because she never let go of grief that she was feeling and wasn't able to accept that the person dearest to her had left the earth, had passed on, and she wasn't able to hold the memory of that person and live. She succumbed to grief. We don't have to do that. We don't have to do that. We can accept life for how it is, what it is, not resign, but accept. This is what my life is like. And then with clear vision, see, this is where I want to be. So let's, let's look at this quote again. Um, let's pull up the quote and look at the quote again. I want you to notice another sentence in this quote, which is, which is um, going back to gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. Let's look at that. It turns what we have into enough and more. How often are we saying, if I only had this, my life would be okay. If I only had this, I would be happy. If I only had whatever, I'd be all right. And I want to tell you the best example that I have of this concept of it turns what we have into enough and more. I am on the board of a charity called the Prasad Project, a wonderful organization that does work internationally with people in great need of support. And what we do is to help them help themselves, help them build uh, wells so that they can have clean drinking water, help them build uh, toilets. They, they have toilets outside of their homes like we used to have years ago, like outhouses, but toilets. We help them do all kinds of things. And I've been to India, which is the home of this charity, several times. And I remember driving along the street and seeing people dressed beautifully, sometimes barefoot, women carrying parcels on their heads, um, sometimes to go collect water, sometimes food. The dignity with which they move through space was inspiring. Then when we went into their homes, I mean, they hardly had anything. A lot of them, no electricity. But their homes were perfectly appointed. They had enough food to feed their families. Maybe not more than enough at that moment, but they had it. They had order and dignity about them when they had so little. And it was just a wonderful thing to see. You do not have to have a lot to have enough. Your attitude about what you have is everything. 
So it says here, it turns denial into acceptance, chaos to order, confusion to clarity, denial into acceptance. Okay, so how often do we say this isn't, couldn't possibly be me? This isn't true. This isn't happening. You know, no, this can't be happening, whatever it is. I ask you, whatever's going on in your life right now that you don't like, maybe you're up against a deadline and you feel really nervous, this isn't happening, this can't be happening. Do you have that feeling, that thought, oh my God, this can't be happening. This can't be happening to me. Does that ever happen to you? Are you, are you in that space now? No way is I deserve better than this. This can't be happening. I lost my job. This cannot be happening. I lost my apartment, my house. This can't be happening. My child is moving back home because he or she didn't finish school, get the job, um, make enough money to be independent. This can't be happening. My relationship is on the rocks and I've worked so hard to make it be whatever I think it should be. This can't be happening. How many of you are having an experience like that right now? This can't be happening, denying that whatever it is that is before you, that it's happening. So what if you pivot with that and turn it into acceptance? Uh, I, I may not like this particular thing that I'm looking at, but it is happening. So what am I going to do about it? How do I practice gratitude there? I'm grateful that I can see it. When I see it, I then have the opportunity to make change, to consider choices and options for how to move forward. Uh, many people that I've talked to who work with contracts like myself, con contracts in the past this year are often shrinking more than they are increasing. What do you do if your contracts are shrinking? How are you going to have enough money Next year, if your projected income is not what it was this year or what you need it to be. Denial is this can't be happening to me. Acceptance is what's my plan? What is my plan? You know, I wrote a book called How to Be 20 years ago now. And in that book, I remember telling a story about um, the, the challenges of worrying. I think it was in How to Be. Anyway, and, and what I have learned over time is instead of worrying, make a plan. That's a Harriet Cole quote. Instead of worrying, make a plan. Why? Because I was, I remember, I, I think actually, and I'm going to tell you, I think that was in my book, uh, Choosing Truth. Anyhow. I remember working on projects at the end of one year, and I had started crocheting just as a, with my daughter, teaching her something to do with her hands, a craft. And it was the end of a year, contracts were naturally ending, and I hadn't figured out what the next contracts were, so I was kind of nervous. I was sitting at my desk crocheting while I was contemplating the different things that I needed to work on. And, and at that moment, I learned that 
another contract was not being renewed. It wasn't being fired. It was just, it was the end of a contract and they chose not to renew it. So I say that because while it wasn't being fired, it felt like being fired. I wasn't going to have that contract the next year. I still needed that money that was supposed to be coming, but it wasn't coming because, or it wasn't going to come in January because the contract was ending in December. And so I'm feeling panic rise up in my body. I bet some of you can understand this and relate to it. I was feeling panic. And as I was feeling panic, I just said, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I looked down, just and kind of probably just hanging my head. And I saw in my hands this um, crochet project that I was working on. And I had become prolific at doing this work. And I said, oh, why don't I take this seriously? And for, I mean, probably about eight years, maybe, I had a crochet business. I called it 108 Stitches. It's on pause right now, but I made thousands of beautiful crocheted items that were very contemporary, didn't really look like crochet, were very artful pieces and sold them, participated in trade shows and art shows, even at the um, Lincoln Center Art Show. I mean, I got completely immersed in it and it became a lucrative part of my business for quite a period of time. Who knew? I had been stuck in worrying and literally told myself, open your eyes and look at your life and your world and, and figure out what can you do. And so I still, by the way, picked up a number of other clients, but added this creative component to my business that worked for a long time. Why am I telling you that? Because gratitude, which is what that quote talks about, fuels your ability to see things for what they are and sometimes to see magic in the moment. And that's what happened for me. Instead of worrying, make a plan. And I did, I made a plan. Um, that happened for me another time and I decided to write a book. And now I'm, I am in the midst of writing another one. It's taking some time, it takes a long time to write a book. You have to put a lot of energy and focus into it. But it's making up your mind in the moment, seeing your life for what it is, and then deciding based upon what you see, what are you going to do? So I want to say to all of you, open your eyes, look at your life with gratitude and compassion, accept what you see, and then make choices that will support you to get where you want to go. Right now you can do this. As we contemplate the end of 2022 and move forward into 2023, accept where you are and make choices for how you're going to move forward, how you're going to live. You can do that. And when you do it riding the wave of gratitude, it helps you to see more clearly and it helps you to see the positives in every moment. Because it's easy to see the negatives. They're there. 
But instead of holding on to the negatives, claim the positives. You deserve that. We all do. Thank you for joining me. Until next time, have a great day and make it count. Namaste.